This is the Tuesday, April 20th edition of the Daily Wager podcast. We've got lots of action to get to tonight in both the Diamond and in the Association. And as promised, every day, in and out, in less than 10 minutes. Welcome to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. I am Doug Kazarian alongside Tyler Fulgham, and we are... Going to discuss some baseball coming up in a little bit. Also, the NBA, even though Steph Curry is not playing tonight. Is that allowed, Tyler? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's kind of a bummer that we don't get to see another, you know, 40-point effort with 10 triples from Steph Curry, who is reminding people just how legitimate he is as a multi-time champion and league MVP. So, obviously, uh, there's, you know, discussion. I think I personally think it's more out of boredom. Um, in terms of the MVP discussion, Jokic still a significant favorite. In fact, his odds have gone higher or lower, depending on how you interpret it. But he's minus four dollars now, and Bead lurking at plus three fifty. Steph is now twenty to one. He was fifty to one yesterday, which I can't believe. Um, but twenty to one feels right. It's going to take a lot of sequence of events to get there. There at BetMGM, he's actually the fifth favorite. So there's guys like Harden and Giannis and. Luca ahead of him, uh, which is kind of funny. It just, you know, too little, too late, so to speak, or maybe not yeah. too little, but too late and not enough uh, for Curry. But, you know, if they go on a run and somehow reach the four seed or something silly like that, then obviously we can revisit this. But I just don't think it's happening. Nor do I. Yeah, and Jokic's stats are pretty ridiculous. So we'll see what happens with Jokic. Obviously a huge comeback last night in uh, the game against Memphis, which the Grizzlies really had won. But uh, Denver rallies to win in double overtime. As for tonight's action, the marquee game is uh, Zion versus Kyrie. Pelicans short home favorites. This line has gone up from two and a half to three. And no Durant, no Harden, obviously, for Brooklyn. And New Orleans just dropped the ball completely. Had the win at the Garden on Sunday. Lonzo Ball leaves Bullock on a short corner three. That forces overtime. And and then eventually the Knicks get the win. I, I do like New Orleans a little bit, very cautiously. I think this bench unit for the Nets is pretty impressive and all things considered. I just like the the worst version of Brooklyn is Kyrie and, and the supporting cast as opposed to Harden or Durant and, with the supporting cast. And I just think the Pelicans outlast him. Lonzo's back, obviously. So I'll lay the short number cautiously there. understand that. I ask you, Doug, what team you think right now is – more inept in terms of talent in the NBA, the Oklahoma City Thunder or the Orlando Magic. And Ooh. I can't figure it out. Maybe OKC? I'd say, I'd say there. the Thunder. Thunder <laughs> the, the, the Magic, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of players right now who are getting legitimate run with the Magic after they traded away Fournier, Vucevic, and all the injuries they've dealt with. Um, when I see those two teams – Orlando or OKC on the card, I'm automatically going to the other side and betting the other team. So tonight, Orlando takes on uh, the Atlanta Hawks, uh, a Hawks team that is surprisingly right in the thick of that, you know, four, five, six race in the Eastern Conference with the Knicks and the um, Boston Celtics. I'll lay seven in the first half with Atlanta against the Magic. Twelve is the number for the entire game. If you have the patience to wait that out, I'm just a little bit worried about the back door. But uh, Atlanta's been playing some really good basketball as of late, like I said, trying to jockey for that fourth spot in the Eastern Conference. So uh, seven is a number that 
I feel comfortable laying in the first half. They won't have any match for Trey Young, no match for Clint Capella, who's coming off, I believe, a 20-point, 20-rebound type of effort. Um, and, the, and then the wings that they have out there, Bogdan Bogdanovich, um, even though not everyone is healthy for the Atlanta Hawks, they're just vastly superior to Orlando right now in terms of talent. So I'll play the first 24 minutes in this game. Uh, the Hawks have to win by eight to cash that ticket, but I feel comfortable they can do that against Orlando, a team that's just, just wretched right now in terms of talent. Magic coming off that tough home loss to Houston. Uh, so that was a barn yeah. barn the other day. <laughs> You're losing the to the Houston Rockets. That says it all. As well. Uh, you have another NBA prop before we get to the diamond, though. Yeah, and that's De'Aaron Fox um, in a matchup that has, I believe, the highest total on the board. It's not that New Orleans-Brooklyn game you were talking about. Correct. Sacramento Kings and the Minnesota Timberwolves. 238 and a half is the total there. Um, that's really, really high, even though I lean over. But there is a certain player prop that I like a lot more, and that's De'Aaron Fox to go over 29 and a half points. Um, minus 110 is the number you got to lay there for De'Aaron Fox. But right now, Fox Force 5 is just on fire. He's coming off a um, player of the month in the month of March, and he's kept it rolling in the month of April. He's got 30 or more points in four of his last five games, um, five of his last seven, and a matchup against Minnesota, one of the worst defenses who play at one of the fastest paces. Uh, Ricky Rubio, D'Angelo Russell, it doesn't matter who they throw in front of De'Aaron Fox. No one will be able to stop him. Luke Walton has allowed him to play 37 or more minutes in eight straight games, so I see no reason why that trend doesn't continue. He'll be out there. For 37, 38, 39 minutes, he'll get his 20 field goal attempts, and uh, he, he's getting really good at drawing fouls and going to the line as well, shooting 7, 8, 9, 10 free throws a game and a pretty good uh, efficiency at the charity stripe. So 30 points is what I need from De'Aaron Fox in a game that features a total of 238. I feel pretty comfortable that he'll be able to get that threshold. All right, fair enough. Uh, pretty abbreviated card in the association. So uh, we'll switch gears to um, baseball here, and – the team I'm going to jump on is a pitcher you and I talked about, I believe, last week when we were on the pod, and it's Corbin Burns for the Milwaukee Brewers. He's on the road at the Padres. Brewers got the win in the game one, kind of a letdown spot, if you will, for the pods, if that kind of translates at all in the sport of baseball. It's just Chris Paddock hasn't been his lights-out self, and first five for me is all I want to do with Burns. I don't want to turn it over to the bullpen. I'll go minus uh, 130 here. With Burns, look, he's lights out. He's a strikeout guy. He's in a Cy Young conversation. There's a lot to like, and 130 is enough for me to get involved. Brewers bats sort of warming up a little bit. Hopefully they get to Paddock. First five totals only three and a half, so maybe a run will do it and be enough. But that's where I'm headed uh, for my play there in the baseball. First five with the Brew Crew. Yeah, I got a similar bet. First five run line for the Chicago White Sox. So they got to win the first five by at least one run, laying a half a run there. And the uh, price on that is plus 125. So if they are able to in the first five, have at least a one run lead, you get a nice return on your initial investment. The matchup that we'll see in Cleveland is Carlos Rodon versus Zach Plesak. We know Rodon is you know coming off a no hitter. He's 2-0 this year and hasn't allowed a single earned run. But it's the White Sox bats. Um, that have me uh, jacked for this particular matchup. Chicago on the south side is 11-2-4 on the run line um, in the first five innings this year. They've been able to jump out and, and kind of ambush some starters. And Plesak, even though he's got some good stuff, is one of those starters that they roughed up earlier this season. Um, if you take a look at uh, his last start on April 14th against them, he went seven uh, or two-thirds of an inning, pardon me, and gave up six earned runs 
against the White Sox on the south side. So they uh, obviously were seeing the ball very well against them the first time around. Um, no reason to believe a second time around that police act's going to have a new pitch or something to bring to the plate against this White Sox lineup. So with Rodon hurling the way that he is and Plesak already having struggled against this White Sox team that has been really good in the first five innings, um, I'll lay the half run and uh, try and hope for a 125 as my return on my $100 investment there with the White Sox uh, first five run line. All right. Usually it's dangerous to back the guy who just threw a no hitter and went all those pitches and all those innings, but the White Sox bats keep you interested. I'm going to jump on the Braves here and I'm going to chop it up half and half with the first five in the game. Look, we know the Yankees. I shouldn't say we know. We all kind of think the Yankees will eventually turn things around. I just don't want to have to wait for it. Uh, I like Braves. Uh, that lineup is obviously um, solid. Charlie Morton has plenty of experience pitching against the Yankees, and he's got actually good splits the last couple years. So it's enough for me to get involved. You get plus uh, 100, so basically even flat on Atlanta here. I'll, I'll take the Braves and, again, chop it up first five in game as well and maybe get like your position. You win first five. You can always play out of it, scalp it back, coming back, so something along those lines. But that's how I'm approaching it, um, and that should do it for us, Tyler. Absolutely. Should be a fun little Tuesday card. Don't forget to catch a Doug and I will be uh, on the desk by ourselves today on Daily Wager at 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. Yeah, no Joe. So that means that we get to say behind the desk the entire time. And that means shorts. That means shorts. That's right. Tuesdays and Fridays. I can get away with wearing shorts. Uh, all right. We'll catch you guys on the tube. And remember, NFL win totals are out. So we'd be discussing a lot of NFL then as well and everything else going on in the sports calendar today and this week. Uh, in and out in under 10 minutes, as promised. Do us a favor, go review and subscribe to the podcast. Helps us out tremendously with all those analytics, and we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. 